Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of the Steel Curtain Network as a part of Fans First Sports Network. Get used to hearing that, folks. You're going to be hearing a lot of that. A lot of different teams. We're going to talk about that as we get closer to April 1st. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? Oh, not too much, Jeff. I'm I'm getting ready to go on vacation for next week, so uh, oh, I'll have some fun with starts. you guys this week. But the uh, drinking game starts when is it the Stat Geek next week or is it Scobro? Oh, I or, already talked about it on Scobro. Oh, I know, Geek today, I know. So, I, so the yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know what I'm talking about, last year when Dave was on on vacation, he did shows and he said it so many times. Like, well, you could do a drinking game. Every time Dave says he's on vacation, you drink and you'd be dead by the mid-roll ad. Well, if you if you if you look at the live chat when I do live, everyone's like they, they come in five minutes later. Oh, Dave has a new background. I'm on vacation. They come in three minutes later. Oh, hey, where's Dave at? I'm on vacation. Use the you know? little scroll, scroll on the bottom yeah. of the screen to just say Dave is on vacation. Like when I had to wear the shiesty hood yeah. for an entire off season. <laughs> the reason why Jeff is wearing this mask is because of George Pickens and blah blah. Okay. Anyways, Brian's here too. What's up, Brian? I like it how I had to wear the shiesty hood. We're like, Jeff, you don't have to honor. No, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. I'm not taking that thing I'm out. a man of my word. On Friday's <laughs> Let's Ride, I say that if the Steelers landed Aaron Rodgers, I would jump in into the Potomac River wearing nothing but a bathing suit. And I stand by my word. If they were you've, to do you've that. You've used that one a couple times here. That's I our have. new drinking game. Every time Jeff says he'll go jump in the Potomac <laughs> River. You wouldn't be drunk. <laughs> you wouldn't even get drunk. <laughs> wow. All right. It's no, we'll make Jeff get a tattoo every time he says No, it. I'm not doing that. A Bieber I'm tattoo. A tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy. Never been, never will be don't care if other people do just not for me anyways well, so always, good, jeff I'm what's doing, that i'm doing good i'm glad you're doing well it's good when you see a, a member of the live chat with degeneration x it brings back some great memories of some great wrestling that i used to watch and my favorite Are moments and you ready <laughs> the raw is war era and it was so good Anyways, we're talking we're talking Steelers football. I want to get Charles' take on something that's a little more AFC North geared here. I, I again, I, not to allude to the Friday Let's Ride podcast, but I did want to get Charles' take. Everyone is crapping a brick right now over Lamar Jackson not getting a lucrative contract, over getting the non-exclusive. I think I got that right. Non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him, 
and Daniel Jones is getting this deal. And why isn't Lamar? Dave, what are your thoughts on the situation? Oh, it's funny because I was actually no, because I wanted to almost go there. I was asked on on Twitter, "Hey, should the Steelers go and throw out a crazy big number and make the Ravens have to match it?" I'm like, "No, no, because if the Ravens don't match it, you get you have to you have to pay them that, and you got to give them your next two first round draft picks." Yeah, no, no. Um, that's only happened once where someone signs signed a player away. Uh, and and the team had to give up the picks. Who was uh, it? It was you it know? was Carolina. It was oh, what was the name? I, uh, uh, Brian. It was ba- it was early when they first implemented it, uh, because then they, they 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 put some things in. This might have been a restricted free agent thing, and not a and you know because because you can put clauses in there. There was teams that would try to sign away to sign away players that they would like make one specific year the cap hit go through the roof because they know the original team that was the year they were going to be in trouble with the cap and things like that. They would put in these crazy things just so the original team couldn't sign. So they, they they've nixed those. It's got to be more of a standard deal. I don't remember who it was, but it was I don't either. I'm, I'm, was it Seattle and Carolina? I'm trying to remember if 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 that's if that's what it was. Um, someone else might remember. If not, while Brian's talking, I'll 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 find it out. But uh, yeah, I, to me, does he sign? Does he sign the tag? Does he wait? And because he he can't do anything during the legal tampering period because um, it just you have to be an unrestricted free agent. They they put that out there to NFL teams to remind them of that. That's just kind of like. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, well, if if they cut Bud Dupree and it's a and he's a street free agent, then then he could sign early. But they didn't. They they told him they were cutting him, but they didn't cut him yet. They're not going to cut him until four p.m. on Wednesday because they want to designate him as one of their June first cuts to spread out his cap hit. So he's not someone. He's not someone you're going to hear about signing anywhere Monday or Tuesday of next week. But uh, let's get back to Lamar Jackson. I hope the Ravens have to pay a bunch for him. I really do because I want to see them be in salary cap purgatory, like Jeff said on Let's Ride. Brian, what are your thoughts on the old Lamar Jackson situations they say here in Maryland? How many games does, has the guy played the last couple of years? That's December and November. I know I just got that backwards, but gosh, he doesn't play a lot of games down the stretch, which he is right now, he is an old player for being so young because that, I mean, he is 26 years old and he's broken already. He could not go a full year. So look, I understand that he deserves more respect and you can talk about reasons why and all of this, but the bottom line to the whole thing is hey, how are you going to, pay this guy and cripple yourselves when you're not getting 16 or 17 out of them. You're that's not happening anymore. So, you know, that running backs get beat up quick and everybody expects if a running back gets to that second contract, they're probably pretty special with that same team. He's a running back that plays quarterback and he's taking the hits that Daniel Jones is not. That's why it's there's nothing more than how much of a risk. And are we going to get caught with paying a guy 
and he's in a hoodie. You know, the thing with me, you, you, all these players, former players, J.J. Watt, all these guys are coming out on Twitter and saying, this is ridiculous. So Robert Griffin III and, you know, Ryan Clark is chiming in and they're alluding to race. I understand it. That's fine. Sure. Say that all you want. But you know what? When you want to say like the Daniel Jones thing, how does Daniel Jones get this contract and Lamar doesn't? Number one, we have no clue what contracts the, the Ravens gave and he shot down. We do know they extended offers, and he shot them all down. So we don't know about that. And then they'll say, oh, well, you know, they're using the the tag. Blame the NFLPA for agreeing to a CBA that has that as an option then. If the players don't like it, then have them remove it the next time you have a collective bargaining agreement. They clearly are fine with it being in there. Therefore, you can't get mad in an organization for using it. They're saying, oh, well, he wants Deshaun Jackson money. Then blame the Cleveland Browns. And I think that's what is happening here. A lot of these organizations, and this was rumored after they signed Watson. This was not like, uh, you know, a year later. They were so pissed off that they gave him that guaranteed deal. Why? It was setting a precedent that was going to screw a lot of teams that were trying to sign quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson now. Joe Burrow's coming up. We're talking about the division. All of a sudden, the Steelers situation looks pretty darn good. But still, I just don't understand the, all the complaining that going on. Like the Ravens have to look at this. They have to do what's smart for their organization. Brian said it. The dude's missed a ton of time. He's been hurt. Are you going to want to give a guaranteed contract, a fully guaranteed contract to anyone that falls under that category? I would be hesitant myself. Dave, anything to add? Nope, I think we've covered it. <laughs> Brian, you good? No, I, I completely agree. That's that's the way it is. And it's there's nothing hidden in this. It's just all about availability. And they don't think he can provide it. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about free agency. It's hard to believe that all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about the tampering period starting on Monday. And that's when the – is it 4 o'clock, guys? Is that when it is? Does it start at noon? Is it 4? Noon. What time? Noon. Legal tampering period starts at noon on Monday. Noon. The league year where teams have to be salary cap compliant starts at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. The 15th, yes. But the Patriots started tampering like seven weeks ago. Seven I thought you weeks. said seven seasons seven ago. years. <laughs> <laughs> Look into the TV. I'm sorry. Troy Palomalo is still on their radar. Look up the TV 12 Foundation. Anyways, okay. Um, What we want to do here is we're going to review some Steelers options and free agency. And what I want to do is I want to go through, we're going to ask you all, that's you, Dave, you, Brian, positions that you feel are positions they should explore in free agency, both on the offensive side and the defensive side of the football. We're going to look at the list of free agents and see, is there anyone that you think that the Steelers would be willing to pay a lot of money to bring in or not so much. Now there might be some players here that aren't listed. I'm going off PFF. Oh my gosh, PFF. Uh, we're going off PFF's list because they have everything on one page. It's all broken down by position. So let's start with Brian. Brian, give me an offensive position that you think the Steelers should explore in free agency. Let's go ahead and go with tight end. All right, tight end. Here we go. So we're just going to, they have it listed nine players. And Mr. Zach Gentry actually finds himself ninth on this list. Hard to believe. So I'm going to read off some names here. And you all tell me if you think there's any player on this list that you think the Steelers should, you know, 
Hey, let's go out and pony up some money and get this guy. Number one's Dalton Schultz, Mike Jacecki, Hayden Hurst, Foster Moreau, Robert Tanyan. Hope I said that correctly. Austin Hooper, Jawan Johnson, Irv Smith Jr., and then obviously the big man, Zach Gentry. So with that being said, Brian, your little, your slogan, what is there any players I just named that you would want? And then yeah. this would be realistic for the Steelers. And it, it, this is simple. This is a guy that they wanted right before they picked Zach Gentry. And he went maybe a couple picks before. And his name I is know who it is. It's Foster Moreau. <laughs> That's who I wanted him to take with that pick. Wasn't it Brian? <laughs> yeah. And because we've taught, we both were, yeah. I, I kind of, we were both on that bandwagon. <laughs> yes, we were. Here's the reason you go after a guy like Foster Moreau. Now, sure. They're going to probably look at Zach Gentry first. You know, because if he's ninth on that list, they're probably going to look at bringing him back in because if they can bring him in at the right deal, that's fine. But if you have to go outside, Foster Moreau is perfect and better than anybody on that list because he, the guy knows how to catch a football, but he doesn't have to. He is that blocking tight end that if you probably did blocking tight ends, he's probably going to be up there as one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. But does he catch the ball a lot? No, but they don't need a guy to catch the ball a lot at tight end. They need a guy to catch the ball every once in a blue moon in a crucial third down. And Foster Moreau is the kind of guy that's going to do that. He's done it against Pittsburgh too. Okay. Dave, do you agree with Brian? Is there another name? On that list? Let me see someone I could see other than Zach Gentry. Um, or you to could me, say you could say that Zach Gentry would be a primary target. And okay, bring him back. I mean, I think they could, but I don't think they're going to pay much for him if they do. I mean, I could see them trying to do something like an like an Irv Smith, you know, uh, someone someone like that that would be more you know closer down to to a Gentry level that wouldn't be the big flashy signing, but someone that would add depth. Uh, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they don't even address this position of free agency. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I could see them if they do anything is if Zach Gentry at the first wave goes, second wave goes, he's still on the market. Hey, let's, let's find a way to make a deal. And they bring him back. That that's probably about the, as far as I would go. All right, Dave, you pick a position on the offensive side of the football. It's gotta be on the offensive side of the football where they're going to sign someone in free agency. Oh, Brian pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much did well. Um, you know what? Oh my god! Why are you pigeonholing me with offense? You know well, what? We're doing offense now. We're going to take a break. Then we're going to do defense. That's why. Oh, uh, we're going to take a break this time. Okay. Let's believe it or not. Let's go. Just by chance, let's say they want to add a veteran presence at running back. Mm, okay. Further down running the list back it is. All right, so here's the list of free agent running backs. They have seven. Miles Sanders, Benny Snell does not make this list, by the way. Uh, Miles Sanders, <laughs> Jamal uh, Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Rashad Penny, Jarek McKinnon, Devin Singletary, and Damian Harris. So, Dave, I'll let you start out here. Is any of those, do any of those names sound enticing? I'm going to say pass. Okay. I, because um, honestly, the Steelers can get by with spending very little at this position since they have their top two guys. 
Anything else is probably going to cost a little bit of money. I just wanted to look at it to say, hey, because, you know, how many times over the last several years have we said the Steelers would be really good to bring in a veteran running back for some depth? And this year, especially based on that list, everything else, I don't think they should. Okay. Brian, if you were to bring in a running back, want to kick the tires on that guy, who is it? I'm not either, but if I were to pick one, it's Jarek McKinnon. Now, the rest of these guys, including McKinnon, they all think they're RB1s, and they're looking for that situation. They are not going to be happy, it seems. I mean, I, I know I'm pigeonholing these guys, but I don't think they are going to be happy with uh, you sitting behind and not getting that chance to start. I think McKinnon, what he's done the last couple of years has been absolutely phenomenal, and he started that out basically against Pittsburgh, especially in that uh, playoff game. He was amazing, and I think he's really good. But these guys are – all of these guys, Jamal Williams, they're looking for deals. Would you entertain Did, bringing back Benny Snell football? They're probably going to, but I wouldn't. But they they have trust in these guys. So if it's a cheap option, yeah, they're they're going to keep on bringing back Benny Snell. Did, and he's, did you he's say Kareem Hunt? Did you he was say not Kareem on that list? No. Well, he's he's he's, he's an unrestricted he's an unrestricted free agent according to over the cap. Well, according to Pro Football Fo Focus, he's not in the top seven. So, oh. <laughs> so there, he's not a free agent. Cap, he's the number one that's left. So yeah. So well, would Jim you want? Sparkly, Sparkly got tagged. Yeah. yeah. Would you want Kareem Hunt? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know. <laughs> I was just wondering because someone brought up the live chat. I'm like, is he a free agent? I went and looked. Yeah, he is. So if they do anything, it's going to be way down the list. That would be the thing. Jarek McKinnon, my goodness, he's like 15th on this list. So hmm. so uh, if I was to pick a position on offense, I mean, the offensive line, you could talk about that. They're all going to be very expensive. Um, I would go with actually receiver. And if they were to think about, let's say, not re-signing Miles Boykin, they're looking for a veteran maybe to fit a specific role, looking for someone that could actually be a, a presence in that room. Now they have 16 players here listed. This is pro football. I'm sorry. This is pro football network. I'm sorry. I thought it was pro football focus. This is PFN. My apologies. Oh, so aren't those is, the uh, guys that do the mock draft uh, simulator? There's a lot of mock simulators. Yeah, this is Trey Wingo's place. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. So, okay. Odell Beckham Jr., Jacoby Myers, who is rumored to be getting a ridiculous hit, uh, salary uh, in free agency. DJ Chark, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, Paris Campbell, Alan Lazard, Marvin Jones, Mac Hollins, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook. Uh, is it Akeen? Akine? Not sure. Noah Brown uh, and Jawan Jennings. Anyone? Bueller, Brian, what say hmm. you? Jarvis Landry, is he not a free agent? He is, but is he he's not list? in the top 16. Okay. He's a free agent. Um, so is Michael Thomas. The but... Saints are rumored to wanting to get a deal done with him. Just so, yeah. yeah, that came out today. Yeah, I could actually say that that if you bring a guy in, and I say this all the time, bring in Jericho Cotri. And so for me, Jericho Cotri's Marvin Jones. Mm, he's old. But yeah, I, I would probably bring in a guy like I think Jarvis Landry is more of a Jericho Cotri. Yes. Um, but if he's not in that top 16, 
Uh, in fact, I would, I would entertain a guy like Jarvis Landry, even though I can't stand him until he puts on black and gold. Would you think just like a one-year deal? Yeah, two at the most. But um, yeah, I I would bring in a guy like that. That would be. I don't know how good of a locker locker room guy a guy like Landry is, but a guy like Marvin Jones, I think, is. And he's he's done a lot of things as that secondary guy for years. What about you, Dave? Any receivers there? Hmm. I. Who I think would be out there, I don't know how much it would cost. Then you come into the whole thing where would the Steelers really like him? Uh, no one, no one really jumps off the page. I think if the Steelers are going to add a receiver, it would maybe even be after the draft, just to see if they, you know, maybe take someone in the draft. Well, let me ask you all this: Would you, not you personally, do you think the Steelers fan base would welcome Juju Smith-Schuster back? Depends on the deal. That's that's a good point. Brian, what do you think? Yeah. You know what? It's a why not? Because he's not being brought in to be that number one guy. I think uh, some of them would. And then there's the ones that say, oh, you know, we need that guy dancing on the star. You know, we, uh, dancing at the 50 because people don't forget about dancing and they don't forget about that stuff. And he kind of did it again, you know, just with the shenanigans. But if you look at what the man does on the football field, if you're looking at that, then then people are going to go for him. I really, really hated the tweet that he sent out on Valentine's Day after this. Oh, I, I did too. I mean, I thought that was just as poor taste as it could be. It goes against every fiber of my being. And I'm a competitor. I'm also a guy that loves to have fun and joke around. But that really rubbed me the wrong way. So, um, yeah. Dave, you say something? Oh, yeah. Just to answer the question. Um, I would say I don't know that the Steelers would do it, but I think the fans would take that. If they re if they re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster, I will. Here you go. I I yes. will wear my Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster hat every show that I oh, do live right. until until the Steelers first get first preseason game. <laughs> you, you would wear that you anyways. Anyways. Oh no, I, I do have a, a lot second. of hats. That's that one's down the list now. Does but no, I had to retire the hat. Huh? Does the hat say Juju on it? No, it, ha- it has on the back. It does, and it has a one and a nine in the front. Okay, that's a Calvin yeah. Austin the third hat, and you just put electrical mm-hmm. tape on the back. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the question: If Juju comes back, does he get the same number? Yeah, I don't think Juju's coming back. I don't think it's an issue. But yeah, because yeah. he's not going to get nine. And if he comes back, mm-hmm. Calvin Austin, you haven't done anything. Sorry, you're going to you're going to bump. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back after the break, we're going to head over to the defensive side of the football where there's much more glaring needs. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Steeler fans, we are back, and we're talking about free agents. We're giving options for the Steelers. The offense is not as robust in terms of places the team might look to address from the outside in terms of free agency. So defense is where it goes. Dave, I'll let you start off defensively. What position would you say first? It doesn't have to be in priority, but just which one do you want to look at first? I think the one that's most likely to get addressed in free agency is where I'm going to go. So I'm going inside linebacker. 
Alrighty, inside linebacker. Let me find. Here we go. Okay, so they have 12, 12 players here. Jermaine Edmonds, Eric Kendricks, Levante David, David Long, Bobby. Is it Bobby? I don't know. O-K-E-R-E-K-E. Bobby Wagner, TJ Edwards, Matt. Leighton Van Resch, Kaiser White, Drew Tranquil, and Alex Singleton. So, Dave, you brought this position up. Is there a player that at least one of these guys used? But what do you think? I mean, there's there's a big inside linebacker market. There really is. I mean, the 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 sexy pick is the Tremaine Edmonds. Um, but I think the more logical pick. I'll go with I'll defer to one KT Smith and I'll go TJ Edwards. That's who ESPN likes as well. They had mm-hmm. him as the best quote unquote fit for the Steelers. Brian, what about you with inside linebacker? Kevin Smith has been saying that way before ESPN. I think they listened to Here We Go, the Steelers show, and <laughs> read behind the still curtain where he was been writing that because he has been he said that our show right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, he's been talking about TJ Edwards for a long time. So I'm going to go with Dave on that. Let me give you a guy that a lot of people are going to be howling for, and it's LVE, Leighton Van Esch. There's a lot of people that are going to want it, want that guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how durable he is, but he might go for a lot of money too. But it seems like if any pick, it should be TJ Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> And TJ Edwards, I think he might be, he's, it depends on how much the Steelers are willing to to pay for some of these guys like Tremaine Edmonds. You talk to some Buffalo fans and they're people that are not, they're kind of like, yeah, good luck. Go somewhere else. They're not willing to pay him that much. They, they, they weren't as ec- ec- ecstatic with his play. Um, same with Cowboys fans and Leighton Van Der Esch. There's a lot of Cowboy fans that said, ah, you know, whatever. There's some Steeler fans that think Jermaine Pratt would be the guy. And he's oh, yeah. from Cincinnati, and I know all that stuff. But he he they, they they don't like one another. But hey, when you're paying the bills, it changes a lot of stuff. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. I think the Steelers do address this position in free agency. Dave, do you agree with that? You're muted there, Dave. Darn I. There, there we go. There's where that mute button is. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I, 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 I think there's a lot of options. I actually wrote an article about uh, Jermaine Pratt because he was the guy that I'm like, if the Steelers don't get one of the Devons in that in that draft, they could they could draft Jermaine Pratt in the second round. And I thought he would be a good consolation prize. Well, once again, if the Steelers don't get one of the highest um, linebackers like like uh, Edmonds, then Jermaine Pratt would be. Uh, another good consolation prize. He'd be good. There's there's a lot of options out there, a lot of options. So therefore, I think the Steelers will will find one and go that route. It's not a very good draft for inside linebackers. There's some people that are trying to make the make a, a an excuse for them, but it's really not this year. Um, you know, just because you want to think that they're pretty good because the Steelers need one. That's why I, I don't know that the Steelers even have to look that way in the draft because I, I think they'll cover it all then. 
All right, Brian, you think they'll address this position via free agency? Yeah, I actually think they're going to. And uh, there's a part of me that wants them to go after a guy like Jermaine Pratt. I love what that guy does. I I love a lot of things about that player. I think he's great. Worst part about him is he's a Cincinnati Bengal, and that's fine. Um, Then I'm 50-50 for another reason, because if they go ahead and sign him, they get a great player. But if they go ahead and sign him, then we've got to listen for months of Dave Schofield and (laughs) – Shannon White patting themselves on the back and saying, I told you we should get this guy. No, I, I don't think you. they should have drafted him, but that's just. Yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I called that pick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, uh, there you go. All right, Brian, your turn. What's the position on defense? I'm going to go safety. Safety. All right. Oh, okay. you got to be kidding me. They have it broken down by defense backs. Shoot me now. Okay, let's try to figure this out. So Jesse Bates is on there. Um, Jordan Poyer is on there. I'm trying to decipher these as we go. Um, McCordy is he can Von Bell? I can I can give you ones that. How about ones because you can sort them in different ways. How about ones that played the most snaps last year? Sure. Um, <laughs> um, um this is both safeties. This is Marcus Epps, uh, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, Devin McCordy. Um. Tayshawn Gibson, Duran Harmon, um, Adrian Amos, Kareem Jackson, Bobby McCain, Rodney McLeod, and I mean, I could keep going, but I don't know where to stop. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's fine. So, Brian, Edmonds is, there, is on there. Yeah. yeah. Is there a name that you particularly like? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You don't even have to read that list. It's Terrell Edmonds and Demonte KZ. Yeah. Both. Yeah. You yeah. I would they love can sign to... both. I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to think they could, but I doubt it. I think they get one. Okay. Which one? I th- really, I think Edmonds is more likely to stay. I, I, I just think, you, you know what? I think back to an injured Terrell Edmonds, Fidarius, who I like to call him. Um, I think of him on Christmas Eve, getting a penalty for running out and celebrating on the field with that i think was it the interception it was the interception that he was yeah, celebrating yeah. with them and that that told me once again everything i i thought i knew about terrell Edmonds. i think he's a pittsburgh guy wants to be a pittsburgh guy and i think that's it i i kind of think that uh this organization is and this player are married to each other all right dave what about you well yeah i really like the idea of bringing back um both Edmonds and KZ. Well, but if you look at it, whether or not they can, I'd say if you take if you look at Edmonds, KZ, and Cam Sutton, most likely the Steelers are going to meet Lofit. Um, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> at least Brian knows what I'm talking about. I get it. Okay. Yes, I get it. So I, I don't know if they can get all three of them, but you know, two out of three ain't bad. Two yeah, but you're also go westing it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got to be honest, if there was one that if they were going to say, look, we're going in a different direction, I would be okay. I don't think they can afford Jesse Bates, but if they could get Von Bell, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, if I'm no. thinking outside the the organization, yeah, I, like I do think they, they bring in a safety. They, again, like Dave said, with the linebacker, this is not a, can take a particular deep safety group. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to say, let's go with, uh, I'll tell you what, 
let's go with defensive line next. Because the Steelers, I think they do have some needs there. Larry Ogunjobi finds himself 10th on the PFN list. Javon Hargrave is at the top. Dalvin Tomlinson, David Onyamata, Fletcher Cox, Sheldon Rankins, Greg Gaines, Dremont Jones, Puna Ford, Linval Joseph, Shai Tuttle, Matt Lionitis, I think, or Ionitis, Morgan Fox, and that's it. So... Would there be any name on here outside of Larry Ogunjobi, Dave, that you would like the Steelers to target? This isn't the target, but man, where, where's uh, when when I look at percentage of snaps played from last year, one of the players towards the top of my list is one Isaiah Bugs. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I Larry O, I like, but that's because I know him. Last year, I don't, you know. When they brought in Larry O, I liked it after the fact. If the Steelers like somebody better, that would be great. I there's there's no way they'd be able to sign Hargrave. That dude should get crazy money, and good for him. Uh, I I mean, rumors definitely a go west moment. The rumor is Cleveland. No, don't do that. That's what the rumor is. How? How they have? How how what? How can money? Cleveland sign anyone when they're paying their quarterback that much? They're going to restructure his deal. Yeah, well, keep yeah, keep doing it. That'll <laughs> it's it. all guaranteed. The the bill will eventually come due. Um, <laughs> man, kicking the can down the road. What about you, Brian? <laughs> I hate to say this. I don't remember many guys on that list, but I do know Javon Hargrave. Like Dave said, look. I'm going to go a little further. Get Javon Hargrave's name out of your mouth. We heard that last March from Will Smith. We're going to hear that again this year from me. Look, he's not coming. Just because he was a Steeler doesn't mean that he wants to come back. Why? Why would he want to come back? You know, if they give him a deal, yeah, but he's not giving you a sweetheart deal. He's not giving you hometown discount. That's not happening. He found money elsewhere when you said, no, we're paying Bud Dupree instead of you, and we made that decision. That's it. He's not coming back. I would think he would be lowest on the list, but everybody seems to think that if you once wore black and gold, you're dying to get back here. It doesn't work that way. It's not like dating me back in the 90s, dumping me and wanting me back. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Did that really happen? I'd like to think so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm going to ask a question that's going to be more defensive. I want to go. Is there any other positions you want to look at before we? I go to this more global question for the defense. So, is Dave or Brian? Is there a position that we should be talking about? Um, Corner, cornerback. I want to go edge. Yeah, we we talked Edge on Scobro show, and we kind of came to the conclusion that if you're going free agency, it's probably Bud Dupree or nobody. Um, it's probably Bud Dupree or draft is kind of the the setup we got there, or someone that's way down the list because it costs so much money for Edge. It really does. So if I jump in here, I'll, I'm going to say I'm not going to say him because he already failed the the physical last December, but it's an Ola Denny type guy. It's that guy that you're 
you don't know yeah. too much about. It's Jesse Reed. It's a guy like that. I'm not saying they're bringing back Jesse Reed. I'm just saying who's Jesse a guy... Reed? I don't know. No, not Jesse Reed. Uh, Malik Reed. I'm oh, sorry. Malik ah, Reed. Okay, they got Jesse yeah. Davis and yeah, Malik Jesse Reed. Davis Jesse is, is his yeah, cousin. Yeah, it's okay. You, you you combined the two trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was all <laughs> on the same day. But you know, it's it's a Malik Reed type guy. One that you're like looking at. I was like, oh, he had a he had five sacks for Denver last year. He had three sacks mm-hmm. in 1986. Let's bring him in. He could be a guy like that. Um, it's not going to be a sexy name, though. It's going to be another Quincy Roche. It's going to be Tuzar Skipper for the 17th time. It'll be a guy like that if it's not Bud Dupree. Yeah, you're probably right. So here's that global question I was talking about. So when you think about the Steelers' own free agents, and I personally think that's where the Steelers always tend to start. Who do they want to keep that's their own? And then they work to the outside, and they prioritize accordingly. Everyone is, I don't know, everyone's kind of at a a different point, we'll put it that way, in regards to Cam Sutton. I just want to ask you all if you think they're going to keep, do the best they can to keep Cameron Sutton, or if they're going to kind of say, good luck, I don't think we're probably going to be able to match what you're going to get. Dave, what are your thoughts? They're going to tell him what they're willing to pay, and if he's not willing to take it without checking other places first, then he goes to see if someone else will will pay more. And to me, knowing Cam Sutton, I mean, I don't know Cam Sutton, but no, but knowing what we hear about Cam Sutton, chances are if he's only going to get something similar than he would get to the Steelers, he probably would come back to the Steelers. But if someone's going to pay him significantly more, if Cam Sutton leaves, go get a huge deal, and then maybe the Steelers can manipulate the the uh compensatory formula in order to maybe uh, get something from that by, by waiting to after the draft to sign some of their other lower tier guys, that the Steelers might want. Um, yeah. All right, Brian, what about you? What are your thoughts on Sutton? I want Dave to queue up rich eyes in here because I want to follow up what he said, because if you think that cam Sutton's not going to look around, then you're dumb. You are with all due respect, dumb. <laughs> Every time that gets me, uh, I want them to be my ringtone. Uh, but you know, Cam Sutton, I want him back. I would love for them to pay him to come back because I do not agree with the people that say, "Hey, just draft Joey Porter Jr., draft Christian Gonzalez, draft any of these guys." Cam Cam Smith, uh, you know. You can go ahead and draft one of those guys. They're not going to be your CB1. Are you going to trust that to a rookie? No, you are not. If you're going to trust that to a rookie, then you are dumb. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you've got to pay the piper to get a player back that you need. And this is one of those situations that I think they need to bring Cam Sutton back. Is he... Is he the second coming of Rod Woodson? Absolutely not, and we know that. But he's also that guy that brings stability to them. And when they need a great interception on Christmas Eve against the Raiders, Cam Sutton does that. Every time you look up, it's number 20. So when I was doing bold and bizarre predictions, I just quit looking for guys. Every week, I just put Cam Sutton. The week I didn't put him in, he had one or two interceptions. Okay, I'm glad you said that, Brian. 
based on the fact that my follow-up to both of you is, so let's say the Steelers do pony up the money and keep Cameron Sutton. Let's just call it a three-year deal. Okay, we also acknowledged already on this show the need and desire to to bring back Edmonds, KZ, also talking about Larry O, and the ability to go out and get someone, whether it's Bud Dupree, who's going to be released by Tennessee, whether it's a TJ Edwards, who's a free agent out of Philly. The Steelers can create salary cap space. They can create plenty just by cutting William Jackson III, which I think that's just like a, it's just, when does it happen? (laughs) This is the question. And I think what I want to ask you all is, do you think that they would be savvy enough or have the, the space enough to be able to make all of that happen? I personally do not. And so then the next question would be, how do they cut it? Like, how do they trim the fat? Who do they choose over everyone else? Dave, what are your thoughts? They could they could work some magic. I mean, you're talking, you know, Delvis doesn't take into account roster displacement, correct? Because if you sign some, if you sign someone else back for by releasing them by signing these guys, it's different, you know. Because what well, you know, William Jackson, um, to me, I, I, I've said like Akella Witherspoon is going to, to to be with the Steelers until they sign somebody else, and then he's someone where they could free up four million dollars. Um, there's the restructures are probably the the biggest place uh, to do that. With uh, I, I I'm leaning towards I don't really want to restructure Cam Hayward because when he's that age and already has a big cap hit this year and next year to push even more of it next year. Then I mean they'll do it if they need to, but I, that's one I'd, I'd steer clear from more than anything. I would you know you could restructure T.J. Wad, you restructured. Um, Deontay Johnson, you can restructure Chuksakora for, you can restructure of uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. You've got a lot of those you could do. You could free up a lot by doing that stuff. So I'm, and then you could even, one of the things you could do with some guys that have one year left on their deal is, is you could extend them in order to save a little bit. I brought up the idea of, hey, if the Steelers are, are certain they're going to keep him, why not extend Miles Jack for the same amount of what you did before? and save yourself more than $3 million on the salary cap now. So could they find the space to do all those things? Yes, they could. But actually being able to do all them and sign them for the price that the Steelers would would need it to be in order to have that happen, I, I just – you can't hit on everything, so I just don't think they can make it all happen. So if you had to trim the fat, who gets – who's your priority out of the people that we just listed? See, it's so tough because as much as I say I would really like Cam Sutton, I think you could get both Edmonds and KZ cheaper. Yeah. But the thing with Cam Sutton is if you if you could get him on the right deal because he's the guy who's your number one, but then you can draft a corner this year that doesn't have to be your number one right away, but then moves into it because a lot of people are like, Cam Sutton's not really a number one. Well, He's he he's good enough to be right up there uh, with that. If someone's going to pay him as a number one, I just don't think the Steelers will be able to match it. Um, was it Andrew Wilbar that said like fourteen million a year? Is that what he said on your show, Jeff? Yeah, in terms of averages, yeah, yeah. So I that just I don't know if they could pull that off. So to me, the the priority 
would if you sign Cam Sutton, you're maybe only going to be able to sign one other ones of your own. I don't think you could. I don't know that you could do Edmonds, Casey, and Larry O if it's Sutton. But if it's not Sutton, I think you could do the other ones. I agree with you. But what do you think, Brian? Then what do you do at corner? Are you trusting Levi Wallace as your number one? We we know they're gonna. No. We know they're going to go ahead and draft a guy when those top three picks at corner. You know, I, I ex- if it falls right, I I expect them to do it one, two, or or two B. You know, I I expect that. I would probably put money down on it that they would. But the thing was, somebody just asked me in the live chat, Bat, are you going to pony up twelve to thirteen a year for Sutton? If I have to. And you may, you figure out make it work. How much did Sutton make last year, Dave? Do you, oh, I'm trying to see because the other thing that comes along with Sutton, I'm glad it's all. I'm glad it happened in in February because he already counts for the Steelers 2.1 million this year because he was the last player that they used void years on in 2021 that still had to come off the books. So he's already costing the Steelers 2.1 million in, in cap this year already. Um, because he had the 700,000. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, give me a second. I'll try to look it up for you, man. So let, let me, let me just guess on that. But what are you saving? You said about 3 million. If you get rid of both, well, uh, excuse me, Akella Witherspoon and then Jackson. About three million a piece. Is that about yeah. six his, million between the his two? cap number last year was five point two million. That's not what he was paid, but if you want a salary cap number for Sutton, that's what it was. Okay, so now what was your other question? So how much how much would they how much would they save if they cut both Witherspoon and if they cut we lost Dave. Um Witherspoon and if they cut Jackson. So my question here is what if that's about six, seven million dollars in savings? Then are you willing to pay seven million dollars if he cost 14 and you're cutting about seven in cap space? Are you willing to pay seven million dollars? Because those are two guys that you don't need on the roster if Sutton's there, because you're going to have you're you're still gonna have some other guys there. Okay, well, sorry about that because I was trying to look up your stuff, hit a wrong button, it disappeared for a while, <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> Who are the two guys again? Because <laughs> I was gone. Jackson and Witherspoon. Jackson, okay, because Jackson and Witherspoon, you're because you're talking over 12 and a four, so you're talking 16, but the Steelers are over the cap by one and a half million now. Let's say you're not worried about roster displacement because you're going to re- resign the other guys in there. So yeah, so you're talking, you're so, so you're talking safely 14 million dollars i mean and but if but if you're talking about sudden averaging that much over over that they're not going to pay him that much you know it's not going to count that much the first year chances are i mean if he's going to all in all average 14 over let's say three years then you're you're gonna let's see he'd have to have oh let's say safely a million and a half as a base salary that would leave you know 12, 12 and a half as a signing bonus over three you know let's just say it's 12 you know over three years that's four so you're talking his salary cap hit for the for the first year is probably only six million dollars even av- if he's averaging 14 million dollars over three years 
So it's not as bad. It's just then it adds up in, in future years. But especially if you're cutting those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, killed. you can't. there's no way they can keep William Jackson III with what he has. And I think he's got a something that kicks in with part of his stuff being automatic. You know, like he has a roster bonus due the start of the league year. So it's coming. Um, so you're right, bad, especially if you could get a longer deal with him that it kind of keeps it, it keeps it low that first year. Uh, it, it's not going to be terrible. So all I'm saying is that what you've got to look at here is the fact if you cut two guys and you remember, you didn't even have Jackson last year. Mm-hmm. So if you cut two yeah. these two guys, you're basically cutting one and getting one. You're you're yeah. So you're it's almost like you're even Steven on this in a way. So you're not getting killed. We just see 14 million and we and we grimace. And we get worried when we see that amount, but that amount's not that big of a deal when you're getting rid of those two guys. And like Jeff said on one of your let's rides this week, I, they all run together. Like people, when they freaked out over Chooks for when you heard about what he was getting every year, but then when you look at the structure and how much he really count on the cap last year, it was a whole different story. Yeah. Personally, I, I think that if the Cam Sutton is expecting cornerback one money, the Steelers say, good luck. We wish you nothing but the best. You've been a great person. You've been a great part of the team. We're not going to be able to pony that up. You can find another free agent, and you can get a rookie that could potentially come in and step in. And someone in the live chat said, you know, there have been cases of rookies stepping in and being a top-tier cornerback, whether it's Sauce Gardner, Patrick Sertain. You know, they, they have come in. That has been a possibility. So I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it is a possibility. Things are going to get crazy on Monday at noon. Make sure you are tuned in to the steel curtain network we're going to have everything covered for you but also wherever you get your audio only podcasts that's where you're going to have to be because we'll probably have some podcasts running as any if i guess i should say not as but if moves are made dave question this since this is the last show we have before this all happens steelers got we had we got news on the steelers Right after everything started, day one legal tampering period. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have that again this year? I say yes, but it's them uh, negotiating with their own. I don't think it's an outside. Okay, I, I I could I could go with that because I saw Bad shaking his head no, and I think that I I was going to agree with Bad. But I like your explanation. I, are we going to see a splash from bringing in somebody else that was with another team last year? Right then, I don't think so. But you could get some stuff with their with, with their own guys. I wouldn't be shocked if stuff with their own guys happened Monday morning because do they want to get it before they start talking to other people? Because honestly, if you're going to wait until noon on Monday to sign anyway back with the Steelers, you might as well wait till 3 o'clock and see what other people have to say first, even for a couple hours. Yeah. Jeff, do you have a vacation day for Monday? You need one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rough time of year, we'll put it that way. Um, okay, do we have trivia from both of you all tonight? You have one for me, and it's a quickie. All right. Yeah. All right, so the new free agency period is coming up 2023, and it's 30 years when the real free agency period the unrestricted free agency period happened and that was the year 1993 i remember because it was right in the middle of that that crazy blizzard that the east coast got and i remember remember that vividly and everybody was talking about well where is uh 
where are all these big free agencies free agents going to go especially reggie white guys like that but the steelers their first free agency move was notable because it was a linebacker and in 1993 what was that that first free agent that the pittsburgh steelers ever signed he was a linebacker what was his name most people are going to think it's Kevin Green, but it's not Kevin Green. He was number two. Yeah. Um, was it inside? I'm not sure, but he never played a game for the Steelers. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I, 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 I can't help you there. Greg Clark was the guy they picked at free agent, signed right before they signed. Kevin Green. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. I did not know that. Done. Everybody thought it was that. great. I thought it was great Dave, for years. Trivia. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I love talking free agency more than the draft because I I believe free agency is going to shape shape this roster more for this specific season, and the draft is going to to shape it more in the future. Free agency happens first. It's it what it's what shapes what the Steelers do in the draft. With that said, I'm going to ask you a trivia question about the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, this, the Steelers now know what all their picks are because the compensatory picks were announced today. They know the exact numbers. They they knew them through through the first three rounds, but they didn't know exactly how many third round comp picks would be dished out, how many fourth round, there was only one fourth rounder dished out. Um, we have that all. It's going to be there first thing in the morning at the behind the curtain.com. That website still exists, but uh, the, so we know that, but the Steelers first draft pick, they're scheduled to pick at the number 17 selection. Now, way back in Steelers history, they made some selections at the 17th pick. But it wasn't even in the first round. In 1939, the 17th pick was in the third round when they drafted Billy Patterson. And in 1956, it was in the second round when they drafted Joe Krup, Krup, Krupa. Sorry. The Steelers have drafted players at the 17th overall pick three times in the modern draft era. Can you name me those players? I can tell you one. Any right of them. I, okay. I can tell you one. Right, Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones in 2013. I thought that was the one Jeff might have had a chance at. I uh, know. <laughs> in the that modern era, number 17. Meaning since the merger, we'll say that. Okay, yeah, well. But it doesn't go back quite that far. 6970, yeah. Um, So you got Jarvis Jones. So oh, you got, okay, go ahead. Ah, uh, no, I just lost it. So, no, I don't have. Okay, it. well, one is from a, a school that Brian loves to talk about. How the Steelers were in love with drafting players from this school. Oh, it was Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson was picked seventeenth overall in nineteen ninety four, and the other one. I know Brian will probably get it if I give you the year, was when they drafted with the 17th overall pick in 1981. And drafted a player that oh. did not play with the Steelers until Keith. 1983. Keith Gary. That would be Keith Gary. 
Those are the three players picked at the 17th overall pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we should have a name coming, um, being, being added to that list, unless the Steelers make a move um, this coming year. Sorry, I dominated that one, Jeff. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. I know you're I, a big key. I thought Jeff might get Jarvis. I thought he might chime in with Jarvis Jones there first because I thought that might be. No, my know. mind is elsewhere right now. Brian, um, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give us your final thoughts, Brian? My final thoughts are this. We are getting ready to go into free agency, and a lot of people are going to think that the Steelers need to spend their money here and there, and then there's going to be people that think that, well, they don't spend money that way. Remember, when you go into free agency and you go to the draft, this is not Kevin Colbert for the first time since the year 2000. This is a different guy. This is Omar Khan. Andy Weidel has a lot to do with this decision-making process as well because he's the one that's putting together the draft pig board, and he is also the one that is you know, throwing names in Omar Khan's ear. Of course, it goes down to... The Roonies, it goes down to Omar Khan and goes down to Mike Tomlin. But with all of this, know that this is not your Steelers of 20-0-0. You are not asking who let the dogs out. You're not. That stuff's over. There is no hanging Chad this time around. All there is is a different era. And remember it when you say the Steelers are not going to do that. All right, we had a Baja Man reference. Beat that, Dave. What are your final thoughts? Well, uh, I'm I'm going to go the route of one Brian Anthony Davis, and I he likes to sometimes do little shout outs and things um, when 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 we lose someone. Not necessarily even in the sports world, but in the in the entertainment world. I was saddened uh, this week with the with the loss of a legend of a of a character. That I like to quote all the time. That this this person was known for playing a character that I like to quote all the time, and that is that uh, we we lost to Paul this week. And if you don't know who to Paul is, he is who played Tevia in the film version of Fiddler on the Roof. Now I was so blessed to actually see him in one of his on his farewell tour right before he actually. I think he broke his leg or injured his leg badly and had to be replaced on the tour. I saw one of the last performances that he did. It was in Baltimore and it was in the fall. And I ended up parking at a parking garage with Ravens fans going to the game. But luckily for me, I scheduled it. It was like the, one of the final shows they were doing, but I had to catch it because it was on the Steelers by week. But um, if I were a rich man, all, all these wonderful, great songs and quotes, uh, just thought I'd put that one out there, so I took the the bad answer this time. But uh, maybe maybe I, I should take a drink of something and say, uh, uh, "See you all in two weeks," because I'll be on vacation. There you go, drink. <laughs> all right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right, we'll see you next week. Everybody else gets a little tight. <laughs>